Welcome to the second lecture in week five of Counseling 506. This time we're going to focus on principles related to using the Bible for spiritual formation. It is critical that Christian counselors read the Bible on a regular basis, that we have some sort of daily rule for a quiet time and reading the Bible. But for all of us, we can always become better students of the Bible and we can all learn better ways to use the Bible as an open door for God to form us more into the image of Christ. This is also true for our clients, for whom we know that the Bible can be a life-changing experience. They will need some specific guidance about how to study the Bible. While we hope that none of our clients will be spiritually immature in their use of the Bible, Counseling is an opportunity to show them better ways in which to use the scriptures and how they come alive and can become a tool for their spiritual formation. Let's look at the formative idea of reading the Bible. Now this is not the same as informative reading. When you do your personal Bible study, that can be seen as informative reading. However, when we engage in personal Bible reading, this is more formative for us. Here we're not so much interested in knowing what the Bible says as in learning what the Bible says to us. So it is important to know that formative reading of the Bible is less like reading a textbook and more like reading a letter from a close friend. When we read a letter from a close friend, we enjoy the feeling of it. We meditate upon it. We save those letters and savor the words. We look for the meaning between the lines. Reading the Bible is more like that. We want to know what the Bible says about our lives. Or not just reading the Bible, but allowing the Bible to read us. To be asking as you move through the scripture, what does this say about me? Where is my life? Where is my part? of this story. As you can see, when you read in this way, you cannot be rushing through, because to read formatively is not to read for volume. It is to read for the quality of the experience, not the quantity of how many chapters you can cover in a single sitting. This means it may be just a verse or two, and then reading those verses many times. Sometimes, it may be just a word that grabs your attention through which God is speaking to you. It is learning to abide, really abide with God. Also, reading the scriptures formatively is an experience of receiving. As a counselor, you spend your day giving and giving and giving, sometimes to the point that you have nothing more to give. For many of the clients that you see, their lives are completely spent. They feel that they are being pulled down by forces all around them. This may come from major stresses, or being in dysfunctional relationships, or because of overwhelming addictions. This may also come from trying to deal with any mental health problems they have, such as depression or anxiety that have become like bondages in which they are now stuck. They need more than anything else to receive grace and guidance 
and transformation of the heart. This is what the experience of formative reading is really all about. However, we do face some significant obstacles to formative reading. These are habits of thought, of the heart, of attitudes that get in the way of a fresh experience of God's Spirit through the Word. Sometimes we approach the Bible with unrealistic expectations, such as when we're trying to use the Scripture in a way that it was not designed to be used. For example, the Bible talks about biblical personalities, but we would not use it as a textbook on personality. Our expectations need to be that God is going to speak to our hearts, but that it will not have a magical quality to it. God will exercise the Spirit's freedom and speak to us as he sees fit. Sometimes we get impatient for results. We want instant results in everything we do. Now this is a very common quality you find in clients who come for counseling. They want to meet with you once or at the most twice and find answers to deep problems that they have been troubled with for years. They expect a few good words from you, a Bible verse here or there, a prayer, and they're fixed and done. That is not the way that deep problems are solved, and it is rarely the way God works. Let's be honest, sometimes we're just lazy. We have become complacent, which results in a spiritual deafness regarding God's Word. It's when we pick up the Bible to read that it's just empty words to us on the page. Deep learnings and deep truths of life cannot be learned overnight. They can't be learned by hearing them one time. They require spiritual discipline. They require a return to the Word over and over. As you're working with clients in formative reading, one of the keys is to help them develop beginning discipline, even just five minutes a day, to learn to spend time in the Word of God. Sometimes we're not able to engage in formative reading because we have control issues. We're unable to let go, and so we start trying to use the Bible as a tool to solve all of our problems. And it is not that we're trying to learn to give control of our lives to God, but we are trying to use the Word of God as one more tool for us to stay in control and to control our own problems. Sometimes we have what the desert teachers referred to as depreciative desires. Desires like competing and comparing and analyzing or excessive attachments to consolations we just want someone to take care of us or to have things our way. Often we're just plain exhausted. Sometimes one of the most spiritual things that postmodern Americans can do is to take a nap. You may feel that yourself as you do this class while having a job, raising a family, having a life. You must take as good care of yourself as you can. So as you read the Bible if you find that there is just not an openness to it, or you just find that it is a lifeless page for you, it may be that you are simply exhausted 
from an overactive life. Sometimes we deny our limitations. We can have a tendency to believe we are more able to do things and have more understanding than we really do. We may need a dose of humility when we come to the Word of God to realize that God can teach us, but we will never teach God. Sometimes we are over-serious or we prejudge the Scriptures. We think we know what it says or that we must figure out everything that is in the Bible. There are many troubling texts that scholars have tried to understand for years with no easy resolution. But we must believe that God is revealing it to us day by day and moment by moment, so it is important to let go of that kind of attitude towards the scriptures. Now that we've talked about obstacles, let's look at some positive conditions to formative reading. Positive qualities, such as humility, gives us an openness, a teachability, and a realism about the Bible. An important verse for our consideration here is, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We also need patience. Formative reading is reading and rereading. It is waiting upon God. It is to believe in the many promises in the Bible, that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Positive respect for the Bible initiates positive respect for God. An obedient spirit is an important positive condition. It goes right along with trusting God, knowing that God is able and that God is working. There is also the knowledge that we can let go of our strict reliance on ourselves and not feel that we have to figure everything out or think everything through until it makes sense. Informative reading, a positive condition is to trust the Holy Spirit to guide us as God sees fit, and to loosen our reliance on our own intellect and analysis. One thing we can be sure to expect is the experience of grace. So for each text we come to, we know it is good news in some way. Now the opposite condition of complacency is persistence, and to not give in to boredom even when the biblical text you are reading does not seem to be the most exciting. For instance, reading through Numbers may not be as interesting as reading through Genesis, but both books serve a purpose. Reading the Bible formatively requires courage. It requires the willingness to ask the hard questions about how to apply it to our daily lives. The last positive condition when reading is to have attitudes of hopefulness and joyfulness. To be ready to receive whatever God is going to give you. To expect a surprise. To believe that God is going to do something in the here and now that exceeds anything you might have thought about. For some Protestant Christians, the very word meditation raises warning alarms because meditation has been spoken of in New Age and spiritual materials that are not connected with Christianity. But meditation is a Christian practice that is spoken of and described often in the Bible. Christian meditation is distinguished by the goal of 
not to get in touch with ourselves, but to get in touch with God. As the psalmist wrote, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Christian meditation is really a change from our usual pattern of seeking to get to the bottom line and of getting answers on our schedule. It is waiting, of dwelling, of gently receiving. It requires getting still enough to be able to listen to God. Now this can be a very therapeutic technique with clients who are struggling with chronic anxiety by helping them day by day to learn to relax in God. One of the widely used techniques in counseling has to do with relaxation techniques and relaxation responses. And these can be very helpful. They are values neutral techniques that can be used in Christian counseling. But the next level for clients who have learned to relax a little is to teach them that to meditate on the Lord to do Christian meditation is something that will refresh their spirit and helps them to learn how to listen to God. In Christian meditation, we become mindful of the sacredness of everyday life. We begin to see God at work in the simplest things around us, the sun and wind on our faces, the stars in the sky at night, animals moving in the forest, the beauty of the trees and the flowers and the grass around us. Christian meditation involves learning to let go of the need to always understand in favor of trusting God's character and promises. A common complaint of clients in counseling is that they just want to understand. Take for example a client who comes for counseling to deal with the grief, anger, and depression at having suddenly lost their spouse. Often someone in such a circumstance will say, I just want to understand why. But some things are not going to be understood, at least not immediately. Christian meditation is an important technique for helping people to relinquish that need to understand in favor of trusting that God is working and that he has only the best in mind for us. Finally, Christian meditation is an important way to overcome our preoccupation with clock time and to learn to relax. Many of us have an urgency addiction. We spend much of our time rushing around with more commitments than we can possibly honor. And that living in such an urgent, frantic way becomes a way of life, similar to an addiction. In Christian meditation, we intentionally let go of urgency and the distractions in our lives and simply focus upon the Word of God. To finish up this segment, one last thing is to begin to find a helpful and brief scripture which you can teach your clients to memorize and on which they can meditate. If they're not prepared to memorize it, you can write it out on a little flashcard for them and they can use it in that way. One such scripture is Psalm 42:10. Be still and know that I am God. 
short and to the point. I hope this lecture on the use of the Bible for spiritual formation has been helpful to you as a counselor and will provide some helpful resources for your clients.